This is Duncan Turner from the Vagina Doctor podcast. Welcome to the Consult With Me segment where we take a deeper look into our most frequently asked questions. But what do I know? I'm just a vagina doctor. Okay, so today we're going to talk about um, and get more information on a topic that um, get a ton of calls for and people are always a little embarrassed and have a little bit of shame when I pick up the phone and it is labiaplasty. So I know you have a lot to say about this. Um, oftentimes it's a, a mom calling for their daughter and they can barely get the word out and I have to finish the sentence for them and make them feel really comfortable. Um, sometimes it's a young girl, but let's get to it and break this down. Thank you. Yes, this is a, a, a subject that is hard for people to talk about. And by the time uh, the patient or the relative of the patient comes to talk to me about it, they've gone through a lot of soul searching, a lot of concern, um, a lot of worry about even bringing it up. They, they, I just really say to the patients uh, very frequently, I, I'm just proud of you for coming forward and talking about this because it's so hard to talk about. The concern is that we're doing unnecessary surgery in some people's eyes and it gets confused with genital mutilation, uh, which is just not done in, in this country to any ex significant extent. Um, the, we're seeing a lot more patients, many, many more patients now requesting information about labiaplasty than we used to. I've been doing this operation for 40 plus years, but we probably have... 10 times as many cases now as we did at the beginning of that time. Um, the reason is that, uh, number one, uh, women are exposed more. Because of the changes in uh, in shaving or... Yeah, they're um, taking everything off now. Take, everything so is exposed. right there, yeah. Everything's exposed, so it becomes obvious to, to people. The second mm -hmm. thing is that people are, are becoming more uh, or freer to to talk about this. And so they start Googling and they see um, websites of physicians that are doing this um, and they know where to where to call. And yeah, that's but it, what, it, it's what not brings... just aesthetic. It's a lot of times these young girls have pain. Um, they're wearing tighter clothing. Um, you know, yoga pants and tight jeans and tight shorts and they're uncomfortable or they dance and they're uncomfortable. That's absolutely true. And I, I will always ask patients, what are their reasons for wanting to do this surgery or to talk about it? And it's either because of pain or because of the cosmetics. But when I say to patients, almost everybody has both concerns they almost all agree with that. So they they have discomfort and they are embarrassed. Uh, it doesn't matter how you try to tell, tell a patient that this is just a normal situation, uh, that the vulva are uh, assorted in, in different uh, types and different looks, and they're all normal. So we're not looking, we're not dealing with something most of the time that's abnormal. Right. It's just a patient's preference. Mm -hmm. And it's like any situation that causes them pain, they want it fixed. 
or if they have embarrassment about how things look, they want that fixed too. And I believe they should have an absolute right to do that. There are rules, uh, federal rules, um, that uh, require a medical indication for a procedure um, before any uh, before anything is done, and and that exists uh, in um, a patient under eighteen cannot have uh, is not not allowed if you like to have a cosmetic procedure like this uh, without a medical reason, and those are things that need to be discussed with the patient. Um, Sometimes it's uh, a good idea for the patient to have a psychology consultation first. Um, but what I want to do is have patients call and talk about it and see what the options are uh, and uh, be fully prepared in going through this. Risks and benefits, um, it's really a pretty safe operation, um, but expectations of the patient, as with any cosmetic procedure or any uh, procedures done to prevent pain uh, are, all need to be discussed and, can't, and uh, results can't be guaranteed. And Patients then, just need to have informed consent regarding this. And then now, too, you have the surgical labiaplasty and you also have a non-surgical labiaplasty. Who's, who's the good candidate for the non-surgical? Uh, this is a, a recent innovation with with uh, technology that's been adapted to tighten skin and can actually be used to reduce the size of labia by about 30 to 40 percent without incisions, uh, without any surgical procedure as such, um, and usually just under local anesthesia. Uh, this is a very safe procedure to do, uh, but it is uh, it, it's a uh, it's only for relatively mild cases. And um, that, again, is just one of the options that patients have. Uh, the traditional treatment is usually done under anesthesia. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, that I prefer patients to have a general anesthetic if they're going to have a true labiaplasty because I want to concentrate on what I'm doing and not be too concerned about the patient being uncomfortable. And so general anesthesia is a good idea. I think I can give a better uh, a better result that way. But also, don't they swell if you're trying to do it under local and then it's hard to get? Yes, it, it's uh, technically easier uh, to be done under general anesthesia because if we use local anesthesia, the, the tissue is distorted. And so it becomes a little more difficult to make the, uh, the estimate of excision of tissue um, correctly under those circumstances. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I prefer to do it under general. But a lot of docs don't. They they are happy to do it under under local anesthesia. The new addition, as I as we referred to, is this non-surgical approach, which uses uh, radiofrequency heat to shrink the tissues down, and um, is particularly good for trying to. Uh, make the two sides of the vulva, the left and right, um, uh, completely um, uh, symmetrical. Great. So I think that answered the question about labiaplasty. And I hope that um, women and girls feel more comfortable 
and having these conversations. So thank you. I, I think that an important thing to say is that, that patients should get more than one opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, consultations usually don't cost anything. Right. But it's important to see a physician who does this operation frequently, as with any surgery. And a GYN physician, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Their plastic specialty? surgeons do this as well. Um, but I think it's better in the hands of a, a, an experienced gynecological surgeon. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you have more questions, please let us know either by email or DM us on the Vagina Doctor podcast. See you in the next episode. The Vagina Doctor podcast. It all starts here.